ready? No, I said, are you ready for boozy bracketology? Sorry, Turner. Yeah, clean out that ear, buddy. I'm sorry. We are here to discuss the best wrestling faction. We got the second half of the round of 32, and I'm waiting for a text from Leah because she's trying to put the kid to sleep. And <laughs> good thing I, coming. I knew I was doing that. I already got the couch made up. I'm good. But uh, we are going to go ahead and jump right in. Let's meet our panelists. You know what we're going to do. We're going to do the how you doing, what you drinking. Starting off the Chicagoland area, Rowan Ward, my friend. How you doing? What are you drinking? I mean, I'm doing as all right as I can be, unfortunately. I'm fighting off a little bit of a cold. So even though I'm going to be popping open a can, it is sparkling water. And I have the can just because the can sound is great. Although I'm double fisting. Because in my left hand is my real true love, Canada Dry Club Soda. The <laughs> best, the fizziest, the yummiest. And yeah, party. I mean, granted, I probably caught this cold at some point while going to three wrestling shows last week. Because <laughs> I was at AEW Dynamite and WWE SmackDown and Survivor Series. And it freaking oh. ruled. And if that's how I caught my cold... I don't care because I got to see lots of awesome wrestling things. I was going to say, you got a cold at like the boringest show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> he says sarcastically trying to get a, a jab into the Chicagoland people. So Rowan, who had the bigger pop punk or Orton? Um, it's saying something, but punk like Orton had a huge pop. I'd say punks was just a little bit bigger and that's even given that all night there were a bunch of people that were like firing off you CM Punk, CM Punk chance. And then it would get drowned out eventually by a loud, but, or by a, you know, minority, but a very loud one just trying to like boo them to shut up. <laughs> I was definitely team boo them to shut up because I'm not really a punk guy. Um, then Punk actually shows up. And I'm probably one of five people in Allstate <laughs> Arena who doesn't start screaming their head off. Although, like, the one thing, the one thing, though, like, speaking of pops, the one thing that I hadn't really quite understood until being at SmackDown and then Survivor Series is just how over Jey Uso is outside of the Usos. <laughs> My goodness the crowd lost its marbles anytime that dude did anything and it was really entertaining yeet. 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 we'll take it we'll take it. I'm, I'm assuming you were a little disappointed there were no ice cream sandwiches though <laughs> i mean more than anything i was disappointed that the heels won neither of the war games <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move right along. Next up, the pride, one of the prides of Jacksonville, Florida. Alan Creasel, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I am doing well, and tonight I'm drinking what's called a brine time from Intuition Aleworks, one of the craft breweries up here. It is a ghost-style dill pickle sour. Oh, you lost me on all of those words out of the craft brewery. (laughs) I'd try that once (laughs) because I'm a fan of ghosts. Mm. That is good. I, I can't. It's, it's it's tart and sweet, so kind of and salty, so kind of like this podcast. Oh, uh, there you go. 
Jennifer, who's been on our show numerous times in the past, she's a big pickle girl. I can't touch the stuff. No, um, I can't do pickles either. It's, no, not in my beer. Uh, speaking of people I like to spend, I like to drink beer with, uh, other than Alan, I got Mike Turner. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, drinking the blood of my enemies, as per usual, Chris. How about you? Okay. Uh, no, actually, it's, it's, it's just a diet, dude. Sorry. I, I got confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, hanging out, ready to make some bad decisions as my fiance is pondering the bad decision to marry me on the couch. Uh, you might want to try it in church first. I wouldn't get married on a couch. <laughs> She's you know, on the couch. That's true. If, if we weren't about $5,500 down into deposits at this point, I think she might reconsider the whole thing. But, <laughs> money, money talks. That it does. Money talks. BS walks. We're going to walk our way over to Jacksonville, Florida. Chris Hollister, my friend. How are you doing? What are you drinking tonight? I am doing fantastic. Uh, as I was a little bit alarmed, uh, had a uh, uh, had to do a... Uh, a release tonight for work and so was not sure how long that was going to take uh my wife and i were out to dinner was called in and so fun things uh happened on there but uh, glad to be here and uh, what am i drinking i'm drinking the same thing being the teetotaler that i am and by the way michael thank you for uh, being in solidarity with me i appreciate it but uh i've got the classic pepsi zero of the sugars and let's see if it makes a noise or not yeah, a little bit all right not as cool as y'all's cracking the cans but it made a little, it went, which is the norm for me. So <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me back on. I'm just going to loop that sound bite every time you talk, every time I introduce you, we're just going to start with that. <laughs> yeah. There's so to. many to go with, so why not? <laughs> hey, Chris, I, I have good news for you, my friend. You are now the officially the most over person on Boozy Bracketology. So, <laughs> All right, then. All, all right. right, all right, all right. Last but certainly not least, Bandy, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. Uh, we just set up a smart thermometer in our house. That's why I was running a tad late today because uh, it didn't want to connect because uh, the batteries died and they didn't tell us when they put them in the packaging. Um, but tonight I am drinking. I just picked this up this afternoon. It is uh, from the Charleston Distilling Company. It is their single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. Um, I'm very excited to try it. This is my first open. Ooh, that's a good so, one. Just, so just going to pour that over the rocks real quick because uh, I'm a classy bitch. Rowan, are you <laughs> saying that that's the kind of pop you can go for? Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of pop I can go for. I pour it in a glass over the rocks because I'm a classy bitch, and I will show you my glass that has Star Wars stickers on it. So I'm going to do Ooh. There you go. Well, my turn. So I got myself a bottle. Of, I got myself a bottle of bourbon here, Banny. So I'm on the on the, I'm on the train with you. Unfortunately, uh, this doesn't have the cool pop. It's a uh, twist off. Don't let that fool you. This bottle is almost impossible to get in Florida. It's hard to get in a lot of places. Uh, Weller Green Label Special Reserve is a go to. It is probably one of not probably. It's one of the best weeded bourbons you can get if you can find it. And y'all, we are doing a bottle kill tonight. I got oh, about wow. a three ounce pour left oh, wow. in there. Um, I only have one of these bottles left, so Jake, my friend, when you get next time you come from Oklahoma City, I need a refill, man. I really do. <laughs> uh, that bottle is gone, and I drink <laughs> yeah. my bourbon and straight. And I am also a classy bitch. Uh, I have got myself a nice little rocks glass, 
and I spent a dollar fifty on it at South of the Border. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'll show you a good time. <laughs> you never saw such a place. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I filled my oh. I filled my trunk with Pedro's junk. That was my favorite yeah. billboard we saw on the way up. Yeah. Um, before we get started, can I? Uh, since Rowan went to the most recent premium live event, uh, can <laughs> I share with you uh, the last bit of merchandise that I have from the last pay per view that I went to? Uh, and some of you will kind of groan. Uh, I think Turner will probably groan. But this is for my three man band people. Yes. Um, yes. This chair. I'm with you, Turner. Has former world champion Jinder Mahal on it. This was from <laughs> Battleground 2017. Oh, man. I saw oh. the Punjabi prison match live. I saw the Great Kali return. I saw a very piss poor flag match between Rusev and John Cena. <laughs> that is easily one of the worst pay per views. And you have a chair to go for it. A chair yes, with Jinder Mahal on it. I may That's or right. may not have stolen it. You didn't hear that from me. But I was in the building. You're what? Huh? What? Huh? What? 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 I'm pretty sure the list goes Heroes of Wrestling, Great American Bash 91, Battleground 2017. Oh, there's a few others. <laughs> All I'm saying is few you're, others, you're but... sitting on Jinder Mahal's face. And Orton. Randy Orton as well. Well. He does. So both you hear voices in your head. Champion back. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is what happens when you get wrestling wrestling nerds together because it's just like every little thing becomes a it can become uh, a catch or a, a catchphrase for somebody else, and we just kind of uh, we roll, we roll with it. But yeah, we don't roll. shut up. You're welcome. <laughs> we're gonna roll into pick number one on the right side of the brackets. We're gonna go through the entire right side in the round of thirty two. Your number one seed from this side of the bracket is the legendary Four Horsemen. Your 16 seed, the Varsity Club. Rowan, kick us off. I mean, I don't remember the Varsity Club when I was growing up, which makes sense because the first incarnation was a little before I got into wrestling and the kind of revival of it happened sort of after I got out of it the second time. And, you know... It's cute. I probably would have enjoyed it when I was a kid. I mean, it had a whole, like, you know, they were amateur wrestlers sort of gimmick going to it. And, I mean, I remember Rick Steiner. I mean, Rick Steiner, who was in the Varsity Club, also kind of had that going with Scott before Scott was Big Papa Pump. You know, they both had their, like, Michigan wrestling gimmick. And I thought that was cute enough when I was a kid. But come on, man. It's the four horsemen. I mean... I'm sure everybody here will have their own things to say about the Four Horsemen. They're iconic. And, yeah, like, I I can't not go with the Four Horsemen here. Four Horsemen pick up the first vote. Alan, over to you. Yeah, the the whole Varsity Club thing, I mean, I just, I never liked the name because really there were only two of them in the group that could actually claim to be Varsity, because I want to say, was it Mike Rotunda at Syracuse, also wrestled in college? They're the only two. The rest of them, it was it was all a kayfabe. You know, even Kevin Sullivan and all of them, which they're good wrestlers. But, yeah, if if this isn't a, a 5-0 vote for the Horsemen, we're doing this wrong. Well, the Horsemen's got the second vote next pick here. Let's go to, hmm, the iconic Turner. 
Oh, sh- shout out to Jesse McKay about to have her baby. Um, oh yeah, but, yeah. Um, as as everyone already said, I mean this this is without a doubt going to be a five and zero vote. But I should say um, there were three actual varsity wrestlers on the varsity club. Steve Williams was also uh, nationally nationally ranked at one point. Uh, shout out to Doctor Death. But yeah. Uh, We'll have much more to say about the gloriousness that is the Four Horsemen as we advance into the next round. Uh, but, you know, Varsity Club is good for their time. They, they gave us a great uh, Rick Steiner babyface turn from when he was a heel and talking to his hand and the whole bit. Uh, there's a great match between him and Rotundo uh, at Starcade 88, I believe. Uh, True Grit with two Ts. Look it up because Dusty Rhodes is, uh, is a uh, John Wayne fan. But, yeah, uh, Horsemen all day. We'll talk about them later. Chris. Four horsemen. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Short and succinct. I like it. Bainey, over to you. Yeah, I mean, everybody covered it. The Varsity Club, yeah, decent members, everything like that. But when you have a faction that sets the mold for what a heel faction should be all about, you can't break. You can't go against that mold. So, yeah, it's a 5-0 sweep for the more than four horsemen. There was a lot of members in the four horsemen, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. 34 horsemen. Yeah. <laughs> 42 horsemen. Cause that's the universal answer for everything. So there you go. There you we'll go. Take it. We'll take it. Well, the four horsemen are moving on to the round of 16 time to see who they're going to face in the next episode. Uh, we're going to kick this one over to Alan. Alan, you get the eight seed of the way. Against the ninth seed of fortune. <sighs> Whew. I don't remember much about fortune. Um, but the way it was like Gargano and I'm, I'm a big Johnny Gargano fan. So I will, uh, I, I will go with the way. Well, uh, the way has picked up its first vote. Next pick here is going to Turner. Yeah, this is more, you know, we're, we're trying to cover the bases here. So we, we put as many you know, TNA factions in as we can. I don't think any of them are particularly very good. They're all kind of recycled the same thing. Uh, Fortune was just like the Richie Rich version of AJ Styles, basically. And it's, it's, it's not the fun AJ Styles we got once he went to New Japan or once he went to WWE. Um, the way is sort of nondescript. They didn't last very long, but I will say that they finally brought out some personality from my girl, Candice LeRae, who was just doing nothing other than being Johnny's wife. That was her entire personality trait until they managed this group. So uh, as much as I hate Austin Theory and everything (laughs) he's about, I I still got to give it to the way. (laughs) Now, Turner breaking out a fastball there. The Way's got its second vote. Next pick here. Let's go over to Chris. All right. Um, now, Fortune was uh, came out right around the time I was watching TNA. Um, and I'm not sure how I started watching TNA, if it was just that uh, that that uh, that impact came on as a channel or, or something. I don't know. But just uh, – but there's some pretty dang good wrestlers in this. I mean, cause the original one was Ric Flair, which we're going to move on because he was like 18 years past his prime on that, but he's been 18 years yeah, past his prime for like 18 years. And then of course you have AJ Styles, but then you had uh, James Storm and Bobby Roode. You had, uh, I mean, that was, and that was after their beer money run. 
which again, a fantastic name for a tag team that not many people talk about. Uh, then you had uh, Kazarian, uh, Frankie Kazarian, you had Christopher Daniels, so you had part of uh, 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 SoCal. Um, uh, Bad influence. Yeah, thank you, thank you. you. Yes, I, can, I blanked out there. My, thank you for getting my back there. <laughs> Um, and then, and then you had Matt Morgan, who was just a beast and was just kind of one of those guys that was on TNA. That was a very good wrestler. Um, and so it's just like, um, I, I really liked fortune quite a bit because again, it was really AJ Styles kind of came onto his own. Was he a prick in it? Absolutely. Um, uh, but you know what? He was a fun, uh, he was a fun prick in it. And so there was that, but then for me, and I know I got to move on, we got to move on Chris, but, uh, I seeded my time from the last one for this one. So there you go. Um, anyway, but I love the way, because I, I'm a big Gargano honk and I love Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell. I think it's a fantastic wrestler that does not get her due nearly as much as she should. Uh, and she continues to improve year over year, which is great to see. And yes, uh, you do have Turner's favorite wrestler in Austin Theory on there. Um, and <laughs> uh, but you know what? The way I, I think Gargano truly, we would not, I mean, and, and this is bad for Michael, but um, we would not have the theory we have without his time in the way. I think he really kind of learned to be a professional, to show up on time, to start doing the things that he needs to do. And, uh, and I think Gargano had a lot to do with it. I'm not a fan of Gargano's heel runs. I think he doesn't do a very good heel. He has a much, much better face. Um, with that said, and I, I was going to go, when I first saw it, I was going to go the way. But you know what? I'm going Fortune on this one. Well, fortune favors I did. Bold. I really, truly did. That was an 11th hour one. That was a, that was a, a Seth, uh, Seth Rollins chair shot right there. No one <laughs> saw that coming. All right, we are going to the next pick here to Bainey. Yeah, so I think what harms the way in this as well is that they were the faction during the pandemic era of NXT. True. That really harmed them in growth and what they could do. I, Looking back on it, yeah, you have uh, Austin Theory finding a bit of a mentor in um, Johnny Gargano before Johnny left wwe before he came back um and yeah johnny gave him the rub when he left uh which was oh no that was the grayson waller they're the same person one's just australia it's fine, <laughs> whatever. You're not um, online. yeah however the, the one of the best stories personally for me because of how cheesy it was was indy hartwell and dexter loomis i thought that was you know some of the That's best true. story going just kind of like it was cheesy enough to be like, oh, this is sports entertaining. This is good. This is really good. However, <laughs> you take some of the best well-rounded guys in TNA at the time. Yeah, you mentioned Chris Daniels, Bobby Roode and James Storm, Matt Morgan, uh, and one of the best uh, British wrestlers in the modern era, uh, Douglas, uh, Doug Williams, who was yep. great, on, great in the mat. Um, the, uh, the chaos theory. The Chaos Theory suplex it was his fruition. And you now see that with Chad Gable, and it's wonderful. So for me, I'm going Fortune over the way. A fortune has tied it up two to two. Rowan, this is going to go back to you, but before we get to you, it is the last episode in the round of 32. The four of you still have a buzzer beater left. Does anybody want to lodge a buzzer beater, try and sway Rowan one way or another? 
Uh, no for me, uh, but I keep singing the song from Fastball the way right now. <laughs> yes. Oh. So for those who have not had that in your head, you're welcome. It's a sad song. <laughs> well, I, I can see the roads that were walking are paved in gold, but Rowan, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad nobody. I'm glad nobody wasted their buzzer beater just because, like, for two factions that existed while I wasn't really actively watching wrestling, like. They're ones I've gone back to a little bit, and yeah, like, the way just doesn't speak to me. It's like, I like Indy Hartwell a lot. I find the whole index thing pretty entertaining, but I may be the only person in the room, but I just, I've never been able to get into Gargano. Um, Candice LeRae is just kind of there for me, and Austin Theory is a jabroni, and I want him to go away, and I can not stand Austin Theory. Dude, pisses me off. I mean, like, you brought up Grayson Waller. Like, Grayson Waller, I boo because he's entertaining and I boo him. Austin Theory, I boo because I want him off my TV. Like, Grayson Waller, I don't love, but at least he does what Austin Theory is supposed to be better. But anyway, I digress. He wasn't part of the way Austin Theory was. Yeah, just the way is not my thing. Whereas, Fortune, I mean, I'm not super versed in TNA, but, you know, re- recently, over this last, like, maybe month or two, I've started, like, learning a little bit more about TNA. They got all those, like, you know, they got so many, like, TNA pay-per-views on YouTube now that I'll just turn them on and, like, watch them just to kind of see, oh, what was going on in TNA? And, like, there's some entertaining stuff in Fortune. Um that particular AJ Styles was so weird to see, given that I only knew the later AJ Styles. And really entertaining, just like something different, very silly. Uh, Robert Roode. I love Robert Roode. Like, he's he entertains me every time he's on the TV. And so, yeah, I just find Fortune a lot more fun than I find the way, so I'm going for Fortune. So, Rowan, what I heard from you is that you only know mom hair AJ Styles. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only know Mom Harry AJ Styles. Wow. And that's just, and I tell you what, there is some fantastic stuff with AJ in the TNA archives. It really, really is. And also in New Japan, because, I mean, it's, it's just, I don't think the Bullet Club would be the Bullet Club without AJ Styles, honestly. I mean, I'm yeah, like, I've watched, wrong. I've watched a little bit of the non-Mom Hair AJ in TNA now, and I need to watch more of it, because, <laughs> you know, every time he's on. He's entertaining. It's like, yes, like, this is not the AJ Styles I know, but I get it, and it's fun. There was something really cool about watching it. Before, like, before he got older and WWE changed his wrestling style a little bit, the unhinged wrestling that he used to pull off as a young kid was insane. Well, and also, in all fairness, I mean, yeah, WWE made him change it a little bit, but he had to. I mean, it's just like you can't be 40, I mean, 40 plus years old and still doing some of the stuff he was doing. You just can't. Yeah, you, you can't be mid 40 hitting a spiral tap every yeah. week. They <laughs> would much that anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I had already written the way down, so y'all just uh, screwed my Ooh, bracket up, but fortune is moving on. That's fantastic. There we go. The nine seed pulls off the upset. Mike, we've got an option here for another upset. Is it going to be the five seed, the Nation of Domination, or the upstart 12 seed, the Blackpool Combat Club? Oh. Oh. It's an interesting matchup. Um, 
Okay. I love how you act surprised like you didn't yeah, make you the bracket. You made the bracket. What are you doing? <laughs> this is this is my gimmick. Leave me alone. Okay, fair enough. Um, Sorry to break kayfabe, dude. My bad. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what's in your hand, Michael. It's a cookie. It's a oh, okay. Cookie. All right, all right. It, I was like, why are you eating a sausage link? Poor Mel, not a sponsor. Could be. Cookie crisp. Here's, here's, here's the thing about the Blackpool Combat Club. I love all of those men individually. As a unit, they ain't really done shit. Uh, and uh, that that's not necessarily their fault, as it was sort of segmented out from the William Regal angle. And then when Regal, you know, cried wolf and told Tony Khan that he had to go be with his son, which is a bold-faced lie, um, we won't get started about that. Anyways, Regal turned his tail and ran. They had to kind of kill parts of the angle. So it is what it is. After that, it was just a collection of guys just doing things. Are they awesome wrestlers? Absolutely. Danielson, Castagnoli, Moxley, Yuta, all fantastic. As a unit, as a faction, you have to respect the nation of domination. They gave us the rock for God's sake. The Dwayne Johnson that we all know and love is not possible without the nation of domination. Were there some other jabronis not doing a whole lot? Yeah. I'm looking at you, Mark Henry. Hey. I'm looking at you, Godfather. Leave sexual chocolate alone. <laughs> Savia Vega. Dilo was awesome. Farouk was whatever. It gave us the rock. It wins on that alone. Nation of Domination. Nation of Domination got the first vote. Chris, over to you. Man, I tell you what. I was fully planning on going Black Polo Combat Club on here because of the individual parts. But Michael is not wrong. He swayed me on that. He 100% did. Um, Because, again, it's just like the sum of the parts are amazing. But they haven't done squat or bupkis. And you can can quote-unquote blame William Regal for it, but I don't. Just because, again, it's just like you have i mean when you have a brian danielson and you have a john moxley and you're not able to run with that faction and make that faction be the end all be all faction in um um in your i mean in your in your promotion then you're doing something wrong and i'm 100 percent going to be looking at aew differently now because of that so thanks michael i appreciate it um but to go back into it but he's right um there is no rock without the nation there is i mean i love fruit personally because i mean i i mean i just i think that he's uh, a well ron simmons is just um he's just one he's a really kind man he's just a good dude and then two also because my buddy kel uh his uh his dad wore the uh a couple years beforehand wore this uh wore uh ron simmons number at uh florida state university um so that's kind of cool on its own, right? Oh, stop it, Chris. Just stop it right now. I will drive to Tampa and shove that spear so far up your Oh, wow. Never mind. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not down with the Florida State right now. I'm, I went to that stupid game on Saturday. Anyway, but uh, so, yeah, it's it's nation, and it's probably not even close. I really kind of had a pipe dream with the, the Blackpool Combat Club. Again, just, I mean, when you know you have a pretty decent faction when Wheeler Yuta is your uh, – uh, is your um, 
is the Fourth, the, the jobber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the jobber of your faction. Um, so that says a lot because that dude could just flat out wrestle with anybody. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the nation of domination, and it's only because of two people in it. Maybe three. You're right. Dilo was pretty was fun in it. So, all right, well, I'm gonna just shut up right now and think of ways <laughs> to poke holes in Chris's hat. <laughs> Uh, well, as, uh, I, I almost did a spit take joke there, Chris, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I love that rivalry so damn much. The football rivalry between Florida state mm-hmm. and Florida is one of the best yeah. in college football. Um, I, I am not one that engages in trash talk about other universities. I just want a good game and I want it to be fun. And that game on, on Saturday was fun. It, it, uh, it would have been a lot better it was, if it was the two starting quarterbacks. That's very true. Yeah. And it was but, a lot of fun in person. So that was cool. But uh, we have got a 2 nothing lead, and we all agree that Wheeler Yuta is uh, just being underutilized. Let's go over to Bainey. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, without the nation, there's no rock, hands down. He was floundering as a crappy baby face uh, with, a, with a shoulder breaker as a finisher. Um, yeah. So him turning heel, joining the nation, that's great. Uh, yeah, D'Lo Brown, uh, Mark Henry, Farouk, uh, Owen Hart was in the nation for a cup of coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a nugget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you have the B- Blackpool Comic Club, BCC. I almost said BBC, you know. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Um, Bailey's Banana Cream. We'll go with that. Um, yeah, you have John Moxley, one of the best ones on the mic in the modern era. Um, you have Claudio big dig, Tony Castagnoli. Um, <laughs> who is for pound, one of the strongest men in wrestling now. And then you have the best professional wrestler in the world, Brian Danielson. Um, Wheeler Yuta is also there. Um, <laughs> wow. No. So I, I say that as a kind of like a stinger, as a joke, Yuta's journey into the, Blackpool Combat Club was one of the more intriguing things going into Dynamite and Rampage uh, leading up to him joining that group. I will say that. So for this, I'm going for the upset. Give me Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club picks up its first vote. Rowan, we're going to you. I love the wrestlers in the Blackpool Combat Club. Like Moxley is one of like. Moxley is one of my favorites. Like I, I love watching his wrestling. I love his like ultra violence gimmick. Like it does it for me, which is weird because I didn't really think that sort of a gimmick did it for me until I started following AEW and you know got into Mox. Um, Brian Danielson is Brian Danielson. He's amazing, obviously. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, like the individuals in Blackpool Combat Club. I really enjoy them. I'm very happy when any of them show up. It's fun to see, you know, even if they, like, pop up as a tag team. But, like, Blackpool Combat Club, to me, I mean, granted, maybe it's because I wasn't really following in 2022 when they might have had a little bit more coherence or at least tried for some more coherence to them. But at least in 2023, when I've come into AEW, they haven't really had that. It's like, it almost seems like a side thing or like sort of you know oh that's the explanation of why you know claudio and wheeler are tag teaming tonight that sort of thing 
whereas the nation of domination like it was a like I, it was a fully realized faction there was a vibe that they carried around obviously the rock would not be the rock without the nation of domination um there are several rock promos that i go back to on the reg and one of them is the one where he gives the rest of nation of domination like these extremely expensive rolexes and then gives Farouk a picture of himself and it's just the stupidest thing ever and i laugh my head off every time and i think you know and and it's one of those things where nation of domination they were active during the period in high school when i was watching wrestling so there's definitely that nostalgia factor as well around watching the nation of domination when they were a thing i'm definitely going nation of domination well nation of domination that uh, honestly treats blackpool combat club like aw is treated wheeler yuda <laughs> jobbing it out uh alan did we get this one right well, I'm similar to Chris, and like I was gonna, I was all set to vote to vote for uh, BCC, but you know, like you know, Turner went first, and yeah, I mean that's a compelling argument. And then the one guy I remember from the Nation that nobody mentioned that I liked watching, he didn't really do much, but Savio Vega was in the Nation, and he was he was enjoyable to me at that time. So I mean, not everybody's cup of tea, I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. Based on these compelling arguments here, I've, I've got to go for the nation here. Well, Nation of Domination picks up the win, and just like uh, their time in AEW, Blackpool Combat Club had one good segment where they got Wheeler Yuta. They got one good vote here on Boozy Bracketology, so they are consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> wow. There's your explicit tag. Wasted talents. Just wasted, right. wasted talents. Oh, yeah. Apologize, please. We haven't earned it before. We are moving on. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash-talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal, Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. Uh, To possibly a very interesting matchup here. Chris, we're going to let you kick this one off because this one I think is going to be a little interesting. Is it going to be the four seed of the brood or the 13 seed of the elite? Yeah, you know, I was I looked down for a second and I was just like, I honest to God figured the the, um, Bullet Club and the elite would be at least like a, a 
like I, I was just I figured a higher seed than 13. Um, and so first we need to ask uh, Michael, what the hell were you thinking? Um, and so that's the first question. I didn't seed them. I, I mm. put I, I thought, put the teams in. Oh, okay. I thought you seeded them. That's what so, I heard. But let's Alleged- let's walk let's let, let's litigate this a little bit. So the Allegedly. the point the seeding, Turner and I went back and forth on it. This is based on their contributions in the US market. So stuff that happened with uh, the Bullet Club over in New Japan right. isn't brought into this. This is US based wrestling promotions. Well, that's a huge change, <laughs> to be very that's, honest with yeah. you, because I'm sorry, without the Bullet Club, you don't have Prince Divot, and you don't have, I mean, if you don't have Prince Divot, then you do not have Finn Balor, and uh, and even though I think he's being, again, horribly um, not utilized correctly in the WWE, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers, but if we were going to go strictly from the U.S. market on here, I mean, the Brood gave us... Two of the hottest wrestlers in the early aughts. Um, I mean, I mean, one even went to TNA, did a fantastic job over in TNA. Won the top, uh, won the heavyweight championship in Christian Cage. Came back, did a fantastic run for the WWE, and even took over for Edge when he got hurt in 2011. And uh, I think I said that that year right. So that that would be awesome if I did. Um, and so it's just like even though. Um, uh, I, 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 yeah, it's going to be the brood, and it's not even going to be close. Then, when you put it into that perspective, but if you're putting it over the overall wrestling perspective, then Bullet Club's easily a two or a three seed because it's just they've the amount of people that have gone through the bull, um, gone through Bullet Club. I mean, are is a who's who of wrestling, and uh, and so anyway, uh, but you know. If you, the elite right now currently are just absolutely running amok in AEW, and and that's fantastic, and that's been a lot of fun to watch on there. But it's the brute; it's it's the four seed. The four seed picks up its first vote. Banny, going over to you. Yeah, I think for this, it then comes down to because I had it prepared for a bullet club. But now that I know it's just Americanized stuff, it changes a little bit. However. The Elite, let's run it back to, what was it, 2018? When, through Ring of Honor, they decided uh, they decided to run a show called All In. And that changed what it meant to be an independent wrestling company and that there was a alternative to seeking out the world wrestling entertainment. Especially for pro wrestlers. The Brood, wonderful. I mean, both instances of The Brood. The Hardys with Gangrel and Christian and Edge with Gangrel. They had a cool entrance. They drank blood. That's kind of neat. But going into it, you have Cody Rhodes. You have Kenny Omega. You The Young Bucks literally are killing the business. I think they are in ring. They are some of the best tag team workers uh, within the past 10, 20 years from there, I'm still going for the elite. So give me the elite here. The elite picks up its first vote. We got a little bit of a, a sticky situation. Let's go to Rowan. This really is a fight between personal preference and impact for me, because I mean, if it's a question of impact, it's hard to imagine 
AEW becoming what it is without the elite. And, you know, they continue to be, you know, the people in the elite continue to be a big force in AEW. That said, you know, maybe this is colored by coming in in 2023. I kind of feel, I feel a similar way about the elite as I do about the BCC, which is to say, you know, it's a, like, they are associated under this umbrella, but I don't, you know, I don't say feel like, oh, you know, the Young Bucks will come out and do something, or, you know, the, like, Kenny Omega comes out and does something. Like, it's just, it's not inextricably tied in my head, and maybe that's just because of what I saw versus what I missed, although I do know that they're all major figures, and yeah, I can't imagine AEW existing without them, so from an Impact perspective, um, it would obviously be the Elite, but I love the brood i love the brood's aesthetic i love that it became the springboard for edge and christian i you know again kind of like what i said before nation of domination was active during some of that period i was watching wrestling in high school same thing with the brood so there's definitely that nostalgia factor for me and the brood and yeah, nobody's telling me whether I have to vote for impact on the wrestling business or who I like. And, you know, I'm going to go with who I like. I'm going to go with the brood. So I, I should mention here, Rowan, we're not talking TNA. This is AEW versus WWE. There is no impact. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and my bad jokes continue. Uh, uh, I, I, award you, I award you no points to make God have mercy on your soul. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Alan, over to you. Yeah. Um, ooh, this is the tough because, like you said, the Americanized version, I guess. I mean, but there's been so many people. The gothic aesthetic of the brood, Edging Christian, all of that, who I'm big fans of. Um, but yeah, I got to go for the elite here. Oh, we have got another two to two tie. Uh, we're going to go to Turner to finish this one off, but it's getting late in the game. Anybody want to watch a buzzer beater try and sway Turner one way or another? Mm, no. Mm, oh, God, do I want to? Who's left? Hold on. <laughs> That's the game. Just lost it. Um, you have four picks left this round. Okay. What the hey? I'm going to do it. Rowan, go ahead. You got 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it kind of ties back to something I already said, but I want to underscore it. I feel like there's a much more coherent faction idea vibe going on with the brood than there is with the elite. The elite still seems to be like a bunch of people under the umbrella, but I don't feel that cohesion with them the same way I feel with the brood. And therefore... Just more of a faction in my head. Absolutely. Right. Turner, you're up, dude. Take us home. I, 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 I fully understand that argument, and I, and I hear you, and I appreciate it. Uh, here's what you need to understand about the brood in 1999 as they were formed. It's bad blade cosplay. Edge and Christian 
the stars of the group. Sorry, Dave Heath. Your vampire didn't really make it. Uh, Edge and Christian didn't even win the tag titles until they were already out of the brood. Everything we love about Edge and Christian is not associated with the brood. It's, it's just bad blade cosplay. Although I will say their theme song is awesome and still one of the best that they've ever done. I still have it on my phone. I'll give them that. No, the as as much as I appreciate the argument, Rowan. No, this this is the elite all day, every day. There's more star power. There's more championships. Look at Hangman and Kenny won the tag titles. The Young Bucks multiple tag titles. Kenny and the Bucks trios champions. And the the very nature of it, you don't have the the second promotion in wrestling today. Say what you will about TNA Impact. They've been hanging on since 2002. They're still not good. Cool. <laughs> they still can't get up to second. Hey, they uh, have six corners. They have six corners to throw you into, sir. It's it's true. Not and, not I, and, I, and I will not say. More. Yeah, they've been four-sided since Hogan ruined it. I, I, uh, shows how long ago I watched Impact. Impact is doing some phenomenal work. I will say that. Uh, specifically, Josh Alexander is a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this... This I have to give the shout out to all elite wrestling here. This is the elite. elite. See, I I knew I knew Michael's answer before he even said it. I will say something that is extremely unpopular here. I cannot stand the Young Bucks. I cannot. Thank you. I tried. I have tried and I've tried and I've tried. Mm-mm. But I'm sorry. They are all they are are spot fest whores. And and just I just get annoyed with them every single time I watch him wrestle. And I've seen them wrestle live several times thanks to being here in Jacksonville. And I'm just yeah, no, I no, I'm just no, I couldn't vote for him just for that. So I've got some exciting news. Their, their PWG Ring of Honor stuff is way better. Than what I've got doing. some exciting news. I'm officially going to join pro wrestling. I'm going to become a professional wrestler. I need a tag team partner. All right. And we're going to go off of the name Spot Fest Horse. <laughs> I mean, the two Chris's. I think there you go. That's, that's a DCW gimmick, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. We are moving on, much like to my I, chagrin. I wouldn't I, be I, able I, to handle the spots, but if you need a smarmy Paul Heyman type, I'm your man. Oh. I... I cannot believe I said that. I'm just wow. Yeah, there's no there's no wiser man than Rowan. I think. All right, we are moving on. We got four picks left this episode. We're gonna try and keep this moving along here, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, we're going in to a really tough matchup. It is the six seed of the new day, the eleven seed of the best friends. Bainey, kick us off. Yeah, so reading this bracket, it's actually fun to see uh, chaos on one side and then a subgroup of chaos on the other in the best <laughs> friends. Um, Orange Cassidy, because he is a part of chaos and the best friends. Um, so Orange Cassidy has one of the best modern title runs with that intercontinental uh, or international championship. <laughs> yeah, with that international championship, it is his run was phenomenal. I mean, I haven't seen anything of his new one just yet because I've kind of fell out of the loop with me moving and then holidays and it's I'm getting back into it now, thankfully. Um, But as a whole, 
looking at the best friends, I mean, yeah, uh, Trent and Chucky T, they're great. I love the Kentucky gentleman of Chuck Taylor. Um, uh, Rocky Romero is wonderful because he's technically a best friend by proxy. Um, uh, Sue is by far the best AEW roster member. Um, however, like you're looking at, sorry, I think a cat knocked a bottle over. Um, a new day for me easily takes over the best friends. You have two out of three of them are world champions. You have so many tag team title runs under the tutelage of them. They really, they personally have really utilized that Freebird rule in the modern era, especially. And that sticks with me all the time. I love Xavier Woods. I love Kofi. I love Big E. New day over the best friends here. New day's got the first vote. Rowan, over to you. New day rocks. New day rocks. New day rocks. Seriously, even when I wasn't watching wrestling, like, you know, the last several years, like when New Day was doing their thing, like, I knew who they were and I'd watch their videos because they were funny. I find them all adorable. And you know what else? I mean, this is also outside of the ring, but you know what else New Day managed to do that nobody managed to do before that? They managed to get me to see the charisma that Baron Corbin has when he tries. Like, I don't know if any of you watched the Up, Up, Down, Down Summer Games videos, but I did, and I'm like, oh my god. New Day managed to get me to like Baron Corbin in these videos, which was just something, because before that, it was all go-away heat with me for him. That said, that is just such a... that That's just such a side jaunt. I love the New Day. They're all so much fun. I love how they have each other's backs. Um, their Royal Rumble spots together are absolutely amazing with like, you know, banging on the butt or like the plate full of pancakes or what have you. They're just, they're so silly. They're so fun. And, you know, like has already been brought up, they've won so much gold, world gold, tag gold, more tag gold. I mentioned them when we were talking about the Freebirds because we wouldn't have the New Day as we know them without the Freebirds. But yeah, like, Best friends are cool. I lo- like. I enjoy when they come out. I like how they have each other's backs. Um, I'm such a Statlander stan. I love Chris Statlander. So, like, you know, she's a big point in their favor. But the new day is the new day, and I can't vote against the new day here. The new day picks up a vote. Next pick here we're going, Allen. Yeah, so like everybody said, I mean, it's it's the pancakes, it's the fun times, it's the bootios. I mean, so, so yeah, this is definitely, uh, as much as I do like Best Friends, big fan of Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander, absolutely love watching them. But, but yeah, it's got to be New Day here. New Day picks up its third vote. We're going to see how far this train can go. Uh, let's go to Turner. Yeah, we, I, I gave AEW their flowers in, in the last matchup, and that's that's probably as, as far as this uh, train is going. Listen, New Day is so important just for to have the representation. It is so important. 
with the nation of domination as well to have people of color in the spotlight like and to have this this gimmick never should have made it they should have been dead in the water after two months like a preacher gimmick like it worked <laughs> that worked out so well for uh preacher devon dudley if anyone remembers that and they gave us batista a deacon batista yeah, yeah. Uh, don't forget oh my love. brother Re- religious gimmicks just don't that gave us the undertaker work but they they stuck to their guns they they tweaked it they made it work and like 10 years later so many tag titles you can't even list them all uh the the the, the much deserved world championship run for Kofi Mania the much much deserved love for Biggie please come back soon brother we hope you can um so yeah new day easy move on well, New Day does, in fact, rock. Uh, we're going to go over here. Chris, do we have a sweep? Oh, absolutely. Um, now, but real quick, before I talk about, I mean, uh, just reassure everybody the same stuff that uh, everybody else has said, but just let me talk about um, best friends. And one of the things that frustrated me was, I think it was about, uh, um, Michael, I th- it was a conversation I had with you probably about two or three years ago. And I said to you, uh, because they faced... I think it was the Young Bucks for the title, and they lo- mm-hmm. and they lost. And I said to Michael, I said, I don't understand why they don't just give the titles to big uh, to best friends because it's just like they've got the charisma, they've got OC who's a budding star, and it's just it. And that's I think the the real feather in the cap that holds best friends back from even getting a vote on here, and that's because the best part about them is that they are they're so. I mean, they're just, they're so themselves and so silly and so wonderful at times, but AEW truly has not given them that rub, whether it's the trios title, whether it's the tag titles, they have not given it to them whatsoever. They've given OC everything. Um, If you want to include Statlander on that, they've given Statlander a bunch of stuff with that, but they've never given the group as a whole the, uh, I mean, the keys to the kingdom and let them run with it. And that's what's holding them back. But with New Day, everybody has said everything else on there. I mean, again, you got to, and also WWE has even said that this is the best tag team of all time, of all time. This was their number one on there. If you ever go on Peacock and watch the the 50 best tag teams of all time, WWE, I think it was three years ago. Now they may change it to the Usos now, who the heck knows. But (laughs) about two or three years ago, it was New Day and and it's going to stay New Day because they just... They changed the game, and they also, for a very, very long time, actually kept the WWE tag titles relevant, which is saying something because WWE, for the longest time, did not want to make the tag titles or tag team wrestling period relevant anyway. Thanks, Vince. Exactly. Well, the so. new the new day is picking up its fifth vote, sweeping its way in. I do want to give uh, the best friends a shout out to one of my favorite moments. I believe it was a street fight with Santana and Ortiz. Oh, it's the where parking his lot. Mom, yeah, yeah. His mom and, drives and, 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 and up in the parking minivan. lot, which was fantastic. Just comes up. <laughs> that is to this day one of my favorites. I thought that was so that funny. Was good. And then Sue, Sue coming in, in uh, at the end was great. Sue. Oh, yes. Sue coming in in the minivan, helping out her boy. I I loved it. I loved it. I, All right. I think my favorite part about that with Sue is that Excalibur. 
reacts to her coming in the same way that Shivani reacts to Sting. Yeah. And I think that's some of the best <laughs> commentary work. <laughs> well, and also, we got to give props to Sue, too, for all in London and driving the boys in all the way to, I mean, to yes. London. That's fantastic. I mean, that minute is impressive. Yeah. That could have been, too. And by the way, was she driving on the American side of the car? I couldn't. I can't remember. I cannot remember on that because I was wondering. I was like, "Did she rent a car in England?" But it's on the opposite side. Come on, I can't remember. So, Michael, do you remember anyone? I, I, I don't. Okay. You officially paid more attention to that than anyone else has, Chris. I wish. Dude. I wish I knew. I wish I would have thought to pay attention to that. I didn't. Inquiring minds want to know. I want to know. That they do. We've got three picks left, Rowan. We're trusting you with kicking off this next one because this one's. Despite the seating here, it's not as easy as you think it is. The three seed is Evolution. The 14 seed is the Heart Foundation. Yeah, that's a really tough one. Three versus 14. I mean, you've got Evolution, and I really like like that whole you know past, present, and future of wrestling sort of thing that Evolution had going on. Like, I really like like I like that as an idea, and you know they were. They were a strong faction, won quite a bit of gold. Um, I think the I think the problem with that with evolution for me is again popped up earlier, going to pop up again. Personal preference. None of the individual members of evolution are exactly my favorites. Like I, I I'm probably in a tiny minority here, but I don't get Batista. I don't. I don't get Batista at all. Um. <laughs> Helmsley grates on me. Like, Triple H just grates on me. Um, you know, Flair is Flair. Um, Orton is probably my favorite out of the four, but even then, you know, it's probably just because, okay, like, I think it's something in our human wiring or something. Who doesn't love an RKO out of nowhere? But, yeah, I mean, it's a... It's an interesting concept. They've won a lot of gold, but they're just not my favorite wrestlers in the world. Whereas, you know, the Heart Foundation, especially just like, you know, the old school Heart Foundation with, you know, Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yeah, I I watched them when I was a kid and I thought they were super cool. And of course, you know, Bret Hart, not only one of the best wrestlers of that era, if not the best wrestler of that era, but one I really enjoyed watching. One I thought was great when I was a kid, and one I find really fun to watch even going back now. And, you know, I always kind of love that whole thing of, like, you know, the the Hart family, the relatives by marriage, like Jim the Anvil, you know, it was just, it was a fun concept that I always enjoyed when the Hart Foundation showed up. So, just on personal preference and more iconic to me, I gotta go with the Hart Foundation. Heart Foundation's got his first vote. Going to Alan next. Yeah, this is actually quite for me because I do have a 1A and 1B of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and I've had this discussion with Turner before. We, we do not agree, but for me, my 1A is The Undertaker. My 1B will always and forever be Bret Hart. So this is pretty easy for me. Uh, I will definitely be, side with the excellence of execution and go with the Heart Foundation. Our foundation's up 2-0. Turner. This, this is actually a very difficult decision for me because I'm, I'm torn between what my head says and what my heart says. 
my head says. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, my head says that the answer is evolution because of how much that eventually meant to the Federation in terms of bringing along Batista for his reign, in terms of bringing along Randy Orton for his reign. However, I don't like Triple H. I don't really like anything he's involved with. I don't like his matches. I mean, thank Thank you for giving us NXT, but otherwise, go sit in your hole. Um, they're very similar factions in that they they did the same thing of like we have all the titles at the same time, and that's and that's a cool little gimmick. The Hart Foundation in 1997 was the hottest thing in wrestling. Their feud with Steve Austin was the coolest thing because you had the, the unique dichotomy of being super evil bait super evil heels in the united states and then we go up to canada and they're beloved like you've never seen before it was such a cool little gimmick they had going it was it was only like a six-month run or so obviously survivor series 97 just derailed everything all to hell and back um but for that short amount of time, like I, I was a WCW guy and the Austin versus Hart Foundation feud made me watch WWF. So I got to give it to Hart Foundation. Hart Foundation is going to move on. We got two picks left, though. Let's see how dominant this is. Chris, over to you. Oh, okay, so let's see. I frustrated people uh, with the Spot Fest stuff uh, um, probably on there. And now I'm going to frustrate people more, especially I'm going to frustrate uh Actually, all of y'all on the panel so far. I am, Turner knows this, I do not like Bret Hart. I've, I made the mistake uh, uh, once his autobiography came out. I read it, and I can't stand the man ever since. I think he's just a complete gas bag that only thinks about him and him alone. And for me, that frustrates me to no end. Um, also, I'm a Mick Foley guy, and uh, but that's neither here nor there on this statement. So... It's very hard for me to vote for the Hart Foundation because of that. Even though I absolutely love Owen Hart and just still hurts me to this day. And they, and they just, oh, WWE is so stupid for how they handled his death and, and the whole bit. And we'll just, and we'll move on from there. And I, but I am totally glad that uh, his wife has, uh, that AEW has embraced his wife and is doing things to honor him now. And cause that's something that's been something that's needed to happen for a very, very long time. With that said, there's another person I cannot stand and that's Randy Orton. Rand, and now <laughs> I just, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I, you know, he was actually somewhat entertaining with Riddle, uh, um, and even though Riddle it can just absolutely drop off of a cliff right now, for all I care about, um, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not the big, so I don't like Orton. Okay, I love Triple H. I'm the exact opposite of Turner on this. I think I just, I, everything he does to me is just fun, entertaining and magic, even though he only had four moves that he wrestled with, and that was about it. Um, okay, fine. Three, Michael. Three. Um, anyway, uh, 
I mean, and Flair at that point in time was towards the end of his career, whatever. And Batista, Batista again, you want? Uh, I I like the guy very much as an actor. Not a big fan of the wrestler, just because again, he was like a three or a four move guy, and that was it. Um, so for me, I don't really want to vote for either of them. I'm not entertained by either of these factions. Um, but because I don't want to sweep on here for the Heart Foundation, I'm going to go with Evolution. Well. Uh... Turner, there, uh, Turner, uh, Chris, there, pulling his best Maximus Decimus Meridius and saying, "Are you not entertained?" Exactly right. You know, and if you want to send any hate mail, feel free to send it over to me, uh, or you can even tell me how wrong I am. I'm absolutely okay with being wrong. I'm wrong every day. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong because I don't no, hate. I'm Triple not H. saying you are. I'm just saying that people that are listening. You know, there's no one listening to this. There you go. Yes. There's no one listen. This is just for the six of us. No one else is hearing this. All right. Uh, last but not least, Banny, you're up, sir. Yeah. So my vote really doesn't matter here, but I'm going to cast it anyway. Um, for me, when as uh, I'm not going to brag about being young again, as he says, he's the youngest on the panel again. Um, but as the youngest on the panel, I growing up when I got into wrestling the big group that was on TV was evolution. And that then led to Batista being my world heavyweight champion. I had a replica belt with his name sharpied onto it, the toy on my wall growing up. Um, and then you look back to evolution has a lot of big moments that you kind of go, Oh yeah, that was them. Wasn't it the raw after Armageddon, they held all the belts with triple H winning the belt back. You then had, Orton with the IC title, and then Flair and Batista as tag champs. From there, you then have you know them turning on Orton, which was a huge ordeal because he was this young up-and-comer, like, hey, we're celebrating with you, but I want that belt for me, so we're attacking you. You then have Batista turning on Triple H in a very memorable moment. And then what is very detrimental with the group that we talked about last week the they reunited and that's what led to the destruction of the shield they they were down two matches against the shield and then that's when triple h pulled the trigger on seth rollins so i going down to it i know they're they're not moving on but yeah i want to give a second vote to evolution here now, Evolution picks up its second vote, but it doesn't matter. The Heart Foundation's moving out of the Sweet 16. We got two picks left. We're jumping right into it here. Alan, you're kicking us off. The seven seed is the Undisputed Era. The 10 seed, the play and game winner of Damage Control. Take us away. Wow. Damage Control. I mean, they're cool and all, but. Yeah, no, not, not happening for me here. I like them. I like what they're doing with them. They need to kick one person out of their group, and that'll really push them over the top. Um, pro that's that's the rumor in a way that that's what's supposed to happen. Uh, but the Undisputed Era, I mean, those got. I mean, again, this is what they were during the pandemic era. This was an era when I really wasn't watching a whole lot of wrestling. I kind of came back to wrestling, at least more towards the NXT stuff that they were doing and just. Adam Cole, baby, who's still great. Um, <laughs> there you go, Bainey. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so this is Undisputed Era for me. Well, as Alan does his best to Adam impression. Adam! Oh, Adam! Oh, Next strong, baby. 
<laughs> We're moving this one over to Turner. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I, I love all the ladies in in Damage Control. Uh, Calm down, Val Venus. Much, <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly Dakota, as as my boy Chris Hollister knows. Uh, hope she gets well very soon. Uh, but yeah, this the the body of work is is not there just yet. I mean, they they've only been around for a year. Uh, you know, they they they've won titles. That's great, and they're doing great work. But like, we're we're talking about the dominant faction of NXT for over three years. I think like this 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 isn't much of a contest to me. Boom, UE Undisputed Era's got another vote. Next pick here is going to Chris. Uh, yeah. So, Damage Control is fantastic. They rightfully deserve to be on this list. They deserve to be in this bracket. So, they deserve to win to make the play-in game. That mind, no, 3-0, undisputed error, without a shadow of doubt. They had four of the of the best wrestlers, literally professional wrestlers, um, wrestling for them. And, I mean, and, I'll, and give Bobby Fish a little bit of love, even though he was hurt um, for a good portion of that run. Uh, I mean, Roderick Strong, who is just making me laugh more times than I care to mention on AEW right now. Who knew uh, he had a personality? I know, right? right? I just thought he was a phenomenal wrestler. I mean, it's just like, uh, it, so it's, I think WWE was just holding him back, and it's it's showing it right now for sure. And then, of course, uh, you, ha- uh, you have Adam Cole. And uh, Adam Cole, who I really did not know too well, except for that he was, quote-unquote, the hottest free agent to sign on the NXT at that point in time. And I went back and saw st- and saw his stuff that he did, and he's just unbelievable. And uh, I became I, I saw them I saw them at an NXT show that was here, and uh, and uh, just just it's just they're they're the I bought a shirt for him. They were my guys ever since. I hate the fact that um, they're I mean that it's gone. I was really hoping AEW um, before um, before everybody got hurt that was on uh, that was that was there was going to kind of do a reboot for them and whatnot. Didn't work out. So be it. I'm enjoying what's going on right now. Hopefully, Adam Cole will come back healthy and ready to rock and roll. But yeah, it's undisputed era and uh, and spoiler alert, <laughs> they're going to be my pick for the next round as well. <laughs> Undisputed Air's got 3-0 lead. Bainey, take us away. Yeah, let's make it 4-0. Um, Undisputed Era, I love... Uh, now, let me give flowers to Damage Control first. Because Damage Control, they had a phenomenal War Games match this past Saturday. Yes, I want to yep. give them their flowers. They did wonderful. I want to point out, it's probably leading towards the leader being kicked out. However, every save in that match was done by Bailey. Yep. Every save was done by Bailey. However, she did take the pin, so they're probably going to blame it on her. That is going to be a great storyline going in. I think Io Sky, Io Shirai, phenomenal. One of the best moonsaults in the game right now. Uh, King Kai, I love Dakota Kai. I loved her in NXT as well. She was phenomenal. I loved her so much. Um, Asuka is possibly my favorite wrestler uh, in the women's division right now. And has been for a little bit. I love her personality. I loved when she returned and she wore the Kana makeup and was going full-fledged. I am an Asian heel now and you are going to bow down to me. I I love that for her. 
And then, yeah, Bailey's great. And I love Kyrie Sane. My favorite elbow drop on any wrestling promotion is Kyrie Sane. Um, yeah, I will stand by that. That insane elbow is beautiful. I'm sad she didn't do it off the top of the, the cage, but I digress. Um, going into it, the Undisputed Era was in a sense, a modern version of evolution, but for NXT. Because at one point they held all the gold. They were four pretty decent, uh, really decent wrestlers at the time. Adam Cole, great leader. You had a great tag team in Red Dragon with Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. And Roderick Strong is a great all-around worker. He was the last WWE uh, Cruiserweight champion in the modern era. I want to point that out too. Um or no, did he, no, he lost to uh I'm sorry. Oh, he, he technically was, but he lost they joined, to, they joined the belts. Yeah, he, he lost to uh what's his name? I oh, forget no. who. It's someone really absurd, isn't it? It's Carmelo Hayes. It was Carmelo Hayes. Oh. Um Oh, oh no, I was thinking of a completely different belt. You're nah, right. Melo the, um You're right. Different I was thinking of the yeah. wrong belt. However, just watching them run roughshod over that entire division during their time in NXT and I hope that Chugs that Adam Cole gets better I hope that he heals very nicely I hope Kyle O'Reilly is back soon because he is a great personality to see and Bobby Fish can come back if he wants I don't know where's the lie um but with that being said I'm gonna either it's it's not a shock to the system but Undisputed Era is definitely giving my vote here and also, you... can we just talk about the theme song? Oh, Holy so crap. Lick. Oh. Next round, Chris. Move on. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> next absolutely. Because, the next uh, wrestling yeah. bracket's already, not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but it's uh, th- there's ample interest in doing a wrestling theme song bracket. Yes. I mean, the amount, of, it's not going to happen anytime soon because the amount that we talk about wrestling, this will come out in, you know, 2025. <laughs> <laughs> We are moving on. No, we're not. We got one no, no, last pick. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Rowan, we're over to you. You just wanted things to be unanimous for the Undisputed Era, didn't you? No, I'm actually a little upset that, that Damage Control is not getting enough love. Well, um, it's not going undefeated for the Undisputed Era, because even though the Undisputed Era was NXT for the late teens, early 20s, just Damage Control does it for me when i was getting back into wrestling about a year ago one of the thing one of the first things that struck me was just the like the unity of damage control as a faction like they were just a fun well-oiled heel faction and that sort of led to it being both you know strange and compelling now that yeah they're definitely laying the seeds for bailey getting kicked out of damage control even though she did all the saves, like I know, I noticed that too when I was watching women's war games on Saturday. Like she did the saves, but she took the pin. But yeah, they're just—I really enjoy Damage Control. They're excellent wrestlers. Eo Sky is my favorite. Like weirdly enough, as much as I loved her with Damage Control, kind of the one that made me decide, oh my goodness, like push her to the moon was that match that she lost to Bianca Belair earlier this year. And that's what convinced me she needs to win the briefcase and she needs to get the belt. And those things have happened and it makes me very happy. But, you know, I'm 
excited for these changes only because kind of through the last couple months, I wasn't sure they were doing quite enough with them, like with Dakota Kai injured. So it's been nice to kind of have Asuka and Kyrie coming in and kind of the conflict with Bailey. Like I'm digging the storyline. I dig the wrestlers and you know, I, I don't mean this as a shot against undisputed era. Cause we've got two iconic factions here, but I got to give damage control some love. Finally, something that we agree on, Rowan. Thank you so much. Uh, I will give all of my flowers. If I'm not giving them to my wife, they're going to Io Shirai. But uh, Damage Control picks up one vote. Undisputed Era is moving on to the Sweet 16. We got one pick left. It is going to be the two-seed of the New World Order taking on the 15-seed play-in game winner of the Corporation. Turner, kick us off. Boring. NWO, move on. <laughs> NWO's got a vote. Uh, let's go to Chris next. Oh, here we go. This is just, <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot vote for the New World Order. I cannot do it. No. The bunch of freaking gas bags on there that 100% just ruined every single time I tried to watch WCW. Just, no. I know they're iconic, blah, blah, blah. Everybody likes to wear their shirts. I have, I, I, I am fortunate enough to have one of uh, Scott Barber's uh, knockoff uh, NWO shirts that says T, uh, TWA on it. And I appreciate that very much and ever, and whatnot. But I just, in my consciousness, cannot vote for this bastard. I mean, if this faction lasted three, two years, two years maybe even three at most it would have been fine but no they just had to keep killing and killing and killing that horse and because of it it got watered down and it didn't matter anymore so for me and also some of the most iconic moments that i remember during that period of time was with the corporation and so the corporation, I mean, especially the, uh, the I know why Michael's not going to do it because of corporate ministry. But again, the I, I, I love the where to Stephanie. I love the uh, the fact that there was the dark stuff uh, where they're hanging Stephanie off of the Undertaker's emblem. I thought that was hilarious and enjoyed it very much. And then also because I had friends that I was true that I uh, that I still spend time with and hang out with that were watching it with me. And we were laughing and having a good time at the absurdity of the whole thing. And because of that memory alone, shout out to uh, shout out to Andy, to Kel, to to Greg. Um, I have to go with the corporation. All right, corporation got its first vote. Whew. Next up here, we're going to go to Bainey. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah well, um, so it's the first round. So I'm going to save more arguments for, you know, the next time. Um, it is the reason that for a majority of the Monday Night Wars that WCW had the lead. And for that, and made them a talking point. Yeah, Corporation was great. Corporation really got its legs behind it when they screwed over Bret Hart. So... Uh, and I know you hate Bret Hart, so that's probably why you gave a vote to the corporation. <laughs> um, but I promise uh, you, read his autobiography. You will not like him either. Yeah, probably. Um, with that being said, round one, I'm giving it to the NWO. NWO's got a second vote. 
Uh, Rowan, we're going to you. Yeah, I mean, the the, the NWO is iconic. I agree with the argument that WCW wouldn't have had so many eyes during the Monday Night Wars if it weren't for the NWO. But they didn't click, like, you know, or something back to the early, or not early, the late 90s. This was during one of my wrestling phases. The NWO just never really clicked for me. It's like they were running around acting like the coolest guys in the yard, but it's like, but are you? Like, I mean, I know, like, I know so many people say that, oh, the heel turn revitalized Hulk Hogan's career and blah, blah, blah. It always always just felt like, you know, washed up Hulk Hogan doing something else to me. Like, it just never talked to me at all. Um, Whereas the corporation, I have seriously fond memories of things with the corporation of, you know, feuding with stone cold, a feuding with DX. Like that's what I was into during the Monday night wars era. I much preferred what was going on with the WWF and the corporation at that time. It was more my brand of silliness, if you will. And I'm going with the corporation. Holy crap. Wow. Oh, Oh, all right. It's two to two. And because I made decisions earlier that somehow left Alan as the deciding vote here, I'm going to open it up to a buzzer beater. Uh, Rowan, you've already used yours, so you're out. It's first come, first serve. Anybody want to try and play Alan? 100%. Yours. 100%. Go. Because Rowan said it. If I mean, again, yes, NWO uh, helped out with the Monday Night Wars on WCW side. If it was not for the, corp- uh, the corporation, then WWE would never have taken over and gotten and 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 fi- and gotten and finished it out with the 183 weeks. We would be watching WCW right now if it was not for the corporation. That's my argument. Now there's your buzzer beater, Alan. You're the last pick in this round of 32. Where are we going? Okay, I I, I hear you, Chris. Um, July 7th, 1996. Bash at the Beach, the Ocean Center, Daytona Beach, Florida. I was there. So, first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call (laughs) this the new world order of wrestling, brother. That was a moment that I will never, ever forget. Never Anybody else who was in that building that night won't forget it either. When Hogan walking down to the ring... And absolutely, turn. nobody was like, oh, he's not going to turn on Savage. Oh, yes, he did. People were like, what is going And then, yeah, and then the quote and all that. So, yeah, I, I heard you, Chris. I wish you wouldn't have used wasted your buzzer beater because I was never going to not vote NWO here. <laughs> well, I think we can't use it on any other round, so. No. That's true. Yeah, it's the end of the round, so. Yep, you'll yeah. get your buzzer beaters back in the round of 16. But that is our last pick of the bracket, or at least the round of 32. So here's what your round of 16 is going to look like. Rowan, I tried. I tried. I know you tried. Mm -hmm. Here's your round of 16. You're going to have D-Generation X taking on the main event Mafia. Raven's Flock gets the Bloodline. The Judgment Day against The Shield. Oh, my Lord. The Dangerous Alliance taking on the Wyatt family. 
That's all the last episode. This episode, we've got the Four Horsemen against Fortune, Nation of Domination against the Elite, New Day. Really, nobody? Y'all suck. <laughs> Taking well, on the Heart Foundation. You told us you wanted to get this done, dude. I know. Also, the- I have a cold, and I'm trying to save my voice because I've been talking sure. a lot. Sure. Undisputed Era taking on the NWO. That's all next episode. If you want to support the show and you can do so financially, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your exclusive home. All the bonus content, not just of the Boozy Bracketology podcast, but our sister podcast, the Pub Trivia Experience. Uh, check the show notes for our Discord server, which you've heard them talk about already. Uh, Facebook group, all that stuff's in the show notes. Uh, for Boozy Bracketology, I have been Chris. I've been Rowan. I'm Alan. I'm Michael number one. I am Chris number two. <laughs> and I'm still Baney. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Until then, have a good one. <laughs>